This is a Locker Room Production. Hello and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 10. A Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch. And things are back to normal. Uh, The Pittsburgh Pirates were swept by the St. Louis Cardinals in an extremely sobering series. Cardinals won all three games Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the Pirates are now 12-15. and Um, Pirates just... They didn't really do a lot of things well in this series. Um, There was plenty of mistakes. The... Pitching wasn't particularly great in the second game. Uh, the bats were lifeless, and um, that's what happens. If uh, you're used to the Pirates getting swept versus the Cardinals, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes a lot of the time. But uh, 12 and 15, the Pirates are at this point, and um, we'll just kind of go through it a little bit here. Friday, um, Pirates lost, let's see here, 7-3. JT Brubaker uh, started for the Pirates. He was actually pretty decent. Um, went five innings. He did give up three earned runs, seven hits. He did strike out seven, though, and he had a lot of swings and misses. The offense didn't really do much for him there. Um, and basically... There was a lot of mistakes in that game as well. Um, Kai Tom made his first start for the Pirates in left field Friday night. He did get on base a fair amount. He walked three times, which was nice to see. But in left field, he really struggled. Um, Two plays in particular. It was two Nolan Arenado doubles. That The first one was a difficult play. Uh, It was a sinking bloop that basically fell in front of him. It was a makeable catch, but he just didn't make the play. Uh, the second Arenado quote double was a high pop-up into left field. Um, Tom never really got a read on it. He pretty much thought Kevin Newman was going to make the catch. He didn't, and it just fell in between both of them. Not enough communication. And the Cardinals took a 2 nothing lead then. Uh, Brubaker also gave up a home run to... Tyler O'Neill, who I swear it seems like he gives up or not. Tyler O'Neill hits a ton of home runs against the Pirates, and he did Friday night. Um, Pirates really never really got back into the game, um, and they were down 6-1 at one point. Scored a few runs in the sixth, thanks thanks to a balk and a wild pitch, actually. But, um, yeah. Nothing really happened. Pirates were soundly beat in that game. Saturday, more of the same. Um, Tyler, or um, Trevor Cahill, sorry, got the start. Five and a third innings. He gave up five runs, struck out five. Another start where he just got bat to death. Um, Cardinals had hits falling in everywhere. Uh, Paul DeYoung hit a three-run homer off of him. The Pirates were quickly down 4 nothing. They cut it to 5-3 at one point, but then uh, Cardinals extended it to 7-3, and then in the ninth inning, they piled up five runs and won that game 12-5. So there was a little bit of offense from the Pirates in that one, but not nearly enough. Uh, Jack Flaherty was pretty good against the Pirates. He only gave up three earned in six innings, and he struck out nine. 
But uh, other than Colin Moran, Colin Moran had three hits. Brian Reynolds and Gregory Polanco each had two. That was basically it. Um, pretty bad loss then. And then today, Will Crow got the start. He was actually decent. Five innings, gave up three. The only three he gave up was on a three-run home run to uh, Harrison Bader. That was the only offense in this game. And uh, Crow pitched decent, like I said, five innings. He only struck out two. He walked four, and he gave up a fair amount of hard contact, actually. He was probably pretty lucky that he only gave up the three runs and uh, three hits. But not terrible from a uh, back end of the back end starter, basically. Luis Oviedo finally got into a game. Um, First time pitching since, I believe, April 15th. He had two scoreless, struck out two, walked two, gave up a hit. He looked pretty decent. And then Kyle Crick and Richard Rodriguez just had to get some work in. They both uh, tossed a scoreless inning as well. We have Jeremy Brenner here, the awesome producer of this show. Jeremy, did you get to watch any of these games? And uh, do you have any thoughts on on the team as a whole? I, haven't I did. You know, um, first of all, thanks Nathan for for having me. But um, you know this this series I think was a result of a bunch of different scenarios. You know, every every season has its peaks and its valleys, and you know maybe the Pirates are we're starting to see a bit of a regression to the mean possibly with this series. I mean, it's never good to get swept, especially at home. But I do think part of why they lost this weekend was they ran into a very hot Cardinals team. And today, but the good thing I think that we can take away from the series, even though like the score, especially from Saturday's game, doesn't necessarily reflect it, but they were in every game, every one of these three games. Like they had a chance to win each one of these three games. So it's not like the Reds sweep from a couple uh, from about a month ago earlier in the season where they just simply looked outclassed. There were chances to win each of these games. Like I think Will Crow overall, considering the fact that he hasn't, you know, pitched too many innings this year, he pitched pretty well today. And I think that even though you, you don't come away with a win in the series, I think it's not enough for me to truly say, okay, we're back to the same old Pirates again. Yeah, that's fair. Um, They were in every game to an extent, and then, yeah, kind of let it slip at the end there, Um, especially in the first. I do want to point out, though, that Will Crow has a batting average of 1,000. He does, and on base of 1,000. Which would make him the greatest hitter of all time. He He's definitely up there. It was Actually, an interesting decision by uh, Derek Shelton to let him hit in the bottom of the fifth after he was clearly done pitching. They didn't use a pinch hitter, but it worked out. He got on base. It was just kind of weird. I guess uh, short bench, whatever, but you're down three. I mean, it doesn't really matter that much. He got on base and then immediately uh, was doubled off on that Adam Frazier line drive. There was plenty of double plays in this game, it seemed like, and – you're right, though. The Pirates don't look absolutely like it's not like it's not like how we were feeling after they were one in six, where they basically just looked like the worst team by far in Major League Baseball. Um, they were in these games, and the bullpen continues to be pretty pretty good. Um, yesterday, Sean Poppin got roughed up a bit, and he looked 
not so good. Sam Howard also gave up two earned runs, but um, bullpen's still solid. Starting pitching, I mean, they're getting innings at least. Um, Brubaker, still good. Not worried about him at all. He's getting swings and misses. He looks really, really great, and uh, he's a huge positive thus far um, early in the season. Cahill, here to eat innings. Um, Got touched up early, but kind of settled in. And then, yeah, Will Crow today was decent. The thing is, with this team, the offense is just so um, streaky. Streaky, yes, but they have such a lack of power that yeah. You know, in today's game, with runners in scoring position, um, what were they? They're zero for five. And whenever your team doesn't hit home runs, like it's 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 tough to string together hits and walks and only come away with a few runs. And the thing is, it isn't like there's someone on the roster that is like, yeah, that one, he's just he's just a cold bat right now. Like, he'll, he'll pick it up at some point. But, like, they don't really have too many, like, people who identify as a power hitter on the team. Right. And, and it's just, they're in just a position right now where they can't, like, it's not like you go out and get one unless maybe, you know, they find themselves in position at the deadline where they feel the need to buy. But even then, like this team is still in a rebuild, making the playoffs this year, isn't going to change much if they, if they were to, or or to be a contender for the playoffs, it just doesn't change much. Like they eventually, their goal is they need someone from the, from the minors to become that person. And there are several people that that could eventually become, but at this point right now, that you, they have to rely on scoring runs by stringing together a few hits. And that's, you know, that can be challenging at times, especially um, especially when you play a team that has as good of a pitching staff as the Cardinals do. Right, exactly. You know, you look at the lineup, there's just no straight-up bopper in it where it's like, okay, this guy's going to be, he's going to hit 35 home runs, and every time he's at the plate, you're afraid to face him. The Pirates really don't have that guy. I mean... Reynolds and Moran are solid. Um, I look at Moran, he's kind of like a 20 to 25 home run player, and he would be a really nice, like, complimentary piece on a contender. But when he's your big bopper, the guy hitting in the middle of your order, he's, I mean, it's just not that, you're not that worried when you see him. And then with Reynolds, I mean, once again, he's he's a nice hitter. He's probably got 15 to 20 home run power. Um, it's just, he's not a guy that, instills fear into the opponents and the biggest power threat i guess would be gregory polanco but he's kind of you know he's hot and he's cold his slugging is inching up towards 400 uh slowly but surely but i mean he's not he's not particularly good and uh yeah i mean they're not gonna buy they're not gonna add anything this year um it is it is what it is like it's a it's a year to develop and see what you have. And there will be help on the way. Um, you know, you hope eventually someone like O'Neill Cruz can be a really solid, like, power guy, hit you some home runs. Nick Gonzalez, the first rounder from last year, he's not the biggest, like, power guy, but you hope that he can be, like, a really solid 300 hitter, maybe 20 home run power threat. But, uh, yeah, right now, I mean, it's just, it's tough. There, there's some, there's some uh, positives, but it's just 
like we said, it's tough to string together a ton of hits and score a ton of runs and be the uh, RISP team, the runners in scoring position team that always uh, capitalizes on their opportunities because that's just impossible. And, yeah, they're they're second to last in home runs right now, I saw. And the only team that has uh, less home runs than the Pirates right now are the Mets because they've played – the Mets uh, never hit home runs. Yeah, and they've played five fewer games, so it's that uh, is, that's probably a bad sign. <laughs> right, exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, there's some positives. Twelve and fifteen. Honestly, at the beginning of the year, if you told me that on May second the Pirates would be twelve and fifteen, I would be like, hmm, not too bad. I'll take that. Um, so. It's all right. It's the the road does get tough though. We have to point out. Uh, no off day tomorrow. They're going straight to the West Coast. Three in San Diego, and then three at uh, Wrigley with the Cubs. So four game losing streak right now could extend a little bit here, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I do think while you play the games. The benefit though on this road trip, I do know that uh, Key Brian Hayes is going to be traveling with the team on the road trip, and there's a chance that. He'll likely, I would, I'd say it's more likely that he plays in Chicago or, or returns against Chicago. But the chance that he could come back, he could be that power bat that that the team desperately needs. I mean, he had yep. a home run on the first uh, first pitch or the first at bat of the season for him. So for he's sure, a guy that can, you know, truly, I think he could truly uh, inject some just pop in this lineup. That's what this team needs, and and I think when when you hit home runs, it. it brings up the morale for the whole team right and it, it gives it, it, it gives people a little bit more confidence i think and it gives people another it, it makes other people feel like okay well if he gotta get one i gotta get on base and if and if moran's getting on base then you know if i'm evans i gotta get on base if if and it's just kind of a thing within the club when multiple guys are in slumps it, it, it is contagious it is for it can sure. be contagious and i think that Maybe that's something that we've seen today. I mean, the team didn't have more than five runs in any of these three games this season. They're still one of the um, fewest. I think their run differential right now is is towards the bottom of the National League. Yeah, minus 26 is the worst in the National League. Yeah. Um, and the only the second worst behind the Tigers um, in the league. So it's something that they need to, you know, they need to wake up. The bats got to wake up at some point. And, I just I don't see that happening anytime soon, unfortunately. But you know, it only takes one game. It only takes one game, and you know, playing San Diego is going to be a very tough series. Although the Pirates did play well against the Padres when they were here in NC a couple weeks ago, so that does give me maybe a sign of hope that they could possibly do to do some damage in San Diego. I do like Petco Park as a as a potential as a place to hit home runs. There seems to be Decent amount of home runs hit in in Petco Park, so maybe that maybe that will also uh, spark something. Yeah, um, it is funny. Like Petco Park was always seen as like this huge like pitcher's ballpark, but yeah, recently there have been some more uh, taters hit there. Getting Hayes back is is the key, and that would be huge. Uh, he started taking some swings uh, via soft toss. So that's huge to see. Hopefully, you just you just hope your hardest that he can uh, get back on the field and 
be healthy. Cause yeah, he, it's, it's funny. He came up through the minors. He really wasn't that power threat, but since making it to the major leagues, I mean, yeah, he hits the ball hard constantly. Uh, he does have power. The exit velocity is insane. Cause he's not really that big either, but he, uh, really generates a lot of torque with his swing and, uh, has a nice eye and all that. He's just a really good hitter. So getting him back will be really nice. It'll lengthen the lineup, you know, more at-bats from him, less at-bats from, say, Kevin Newman and Eric Gonzalez, who Newman struggled all year. Gonzalez has really uh, cooled off here. And, um, you know, lengthening out that lineup, adding some more pop, We'll see. And the Todd Frazier experience has not gone well thus far. He only has one hit. He's yeah. batting 048. So we'll see. Well, I uh, think I think that's what happened. Like, for him, he's still kind of in his – like, everyone is a month into the season right now where he's only a few days in. Exactly. Less than yeah. a weekend. So that's also part of it. But I also have this uh, pulled up here. So I'm, not, I'm sure this probably has a lot to do with the Pirates, but PNC Park is uh, second lowest – home run rate this season yeah with 0.623 whereas petco park is 11th with about 1.179 and then wrigley is eighth in the league with 1.26 so that also might contribute to it maybe it or maybe i'm just you know maybe it's a total coincidence but you know who knows who knows we'll see i think i i think someone's hitting a home run tomorrow yeah, that I, I got my eye on Colin Moran. I think Colin Moran's hitting a home run tomorrow. Mark my words. And if he doesn't hit one tomorrow, he'll hit one the next day. And I'll say that every day until he hits one. All right. Well, I might uh, throw a little bet on that. So I'll hold you to that. Probably get some, <laughs> some plus four hundred so or so odds on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, looking here for the Pirates, these pitching matchups in San Diego tomorrow, we'll get Tyler Anderson, who has been really good this year. For the Pirates, uh, there's not a listed starter for San Diego. Uh, Tuesday, we got Mitch Keller, the Mitch Keller experience. We'll see what he could do after his uh, last start, which was really bad. But he faces off against another – well, Mitch Keller's not a rookie. But they face a rookie in Ryan Weathers, who has been pretty good. Um He's appeared in six games, only started three, but he's only given up one earned run in 16 and a third inning, striking out 16, walking only six. He's only given up four hits. So the Pirates will have their hands full against him. And then Wednesday, let me see here, we get a uh, battle of the aces. I'm kind of joking about that. But we get JT Brubaker against the Padres super ace, U Darvish, who... Uh, Darvish just sliced and diced through the Pirates lineup yeah. the first time. They Chris Paddock was supposed to pitch uh, Monday, but he's he just went to the to the IL. Uh, Interesting. So that's that's why there's no starter listed. They might, I'd assume, because they are playing today, they'll probably just get someone to spot start. Yeah, maybe like a Ryan Weathers. We'll yeah, he's like an opener or something like that. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they do move Weathers up, but yeah, that could be an opportunity for the Pirates if they're not facing against, you know, they're pretty much missing the, uh, they're missing 
Musgrove this series, and they're not going to face off against yeah, Snell. Musgrove, even if, Musgrove pitches today. Yeah, so the Pirates won't see him. They won't see Blake Snell. Um, so they'll have some opportunities, at least in the first game, I would guess, to score some runs. But, yeah, you Darvish has been excellent this year, uh, 38 innings. He's only given up nine runs, and uh, he's just been really good. So the Pirates will have their hands full in that one. But we'll see what happens. Um, Colin Moran is hitting a home run tomorrow, so unless – I called it. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, and uh, – I'm looking forward to that. So I just want to talk about a little bit the um, the minor league teams' rosters were released, and it's kind of interesting to see. Um, I'll just point out a few players that catch my eye. On the AAA team, Travis Swaggerty, the 2018 first-round Great pick. name. Great name. Swaggerty. He will be starting the year in AAA, I think thought that was pretty interesting to see um you also have guys like cole tucker obviously will craig the uh failed experiments of anthony alford and dustin fowler will be in triple a but hey you know maybe they work their way back up on the pitching side i want travis um, swaggerty to to come up yeah hopefully well. I mean, at some point yeah Could you imagine well. that's exactly what this team needs some swaggerty they do need some swaggerty and he does play center field. That is a position, hey, of, need. position so, of need. Yeah. And then on the pitching side, uh, you got Miguel Yajure. He's a triple-A. Cody Ponce. Um, Chase Chase the Young. I think they got him this offseason. But the triple-A team isn't really uh, – it's not, it's not really filled with stud prospects. Um, looking at the curve, there's a few guys that catch my eye. O'Neal Cruz, of course. Mason Martin, the power hitter at first base. Uh, did you know that there there was a report that Mason Martin hit a 550 foot home run? At, uh, at Rumor Braden. has it that ball is still going. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so is it really 550 feet? Is it still going? I, I guess I, I I read that on. Uh, I think people just gave up and just said, Twitter. you know what, this sounds like 550. Yeah. Um, Cody Bolton will be at Double A. I'm just looking here at some other names that catch my eye. Um. Yeah, Double A is. They have some guys, but the team that is pretty much stacked right now is the Greensboro Grasshoppers, the Pirates High A affiliate. That's where you see guys like Quinn Priester, Tanaj Thomas. Those are two ace like. Uh, they have ace like potential as starting pitchers. First rounder Nick Gonzalez, who I mentioned earlier, will be there. Um, just looking here, Omar Cruz, he was acquired in the Joe Musgrove trade. That team's going to be fun. Um, I don't really know how to get access to watch high A, single A baseball games, but if I can, I would, would definitely want to. I'm sure if you look on, like, Twitter or something, like, right, yeah. highlights and stuff, like, that's that's my best guess. For sure. And then uh, low A, the Bradenton Marauders, they were high A before, but they're now the low A affiliate. Um, they got so demoted. They did. They have, <laughs> they have Hudson down. Head. They have Hudson Head at low low A, another great name. He's the uh, center fielder, I believe. He was the main piece acquired in the Joe Musgrove trade. He'll be in low A, as well as Eddie Yeen. He was the main piece acquired in the Josh Bell trade. He'll also be down there. Um, 
So it'll be fun to see how these minor league players progress. Last year, it was really sad that the minor league season got canceled. And uh, it's going to be fun to keep an eye on these guys, especially with the Pirates, because this they need they need they need the minor leagues. The Pirates need the minor leagues right now because that for sure that is where your future lies. Yeah, that Uh, is where your championship contender team lies. So the fact that they had it canceled last year really hurt their development. But I do mm-hmm. think that now with hopefully a full uh, – the season starts this month. So Yeah, in a few days, I think. So, yeah, it's going to be – Honestly, it might be Tuesday. Let, let me – minor league season start. start. I thought it was the middle of, middle of May, but maybe I have that wrong. I just looked up a press release, and it says, okay, oh, this is from, okay, it begins Tuesday, April 6th. May 6th? Oh, wait, okay. It says, it says this, uh, Major League Baseball announced the 2021 Minor League Baseball schedule in full today, which begins with 20 AAA clubs currently planned to play Minor League Opening Day on Tuesday, April 6th with 10 AAA clubs starting two days later on Thursday, April 8th. All 90 minor league clubs across AA and single A are scheduled to launch their 2021 campaigns on Tuesday, May 4th. So that is on Tuesday. So, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the curve. That's They'll start on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So that will be exciting to see. Um, I guess we could wrap it up there. The Pirates Let's lost go. today. Three to nothing. Swept. See if they can get things on track tomorrow. Uh, Jeremy, where where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at just my name, nothing fancy, J E R E M Y B R E N E R. Cool. You can find me on Twitter, just my name as well. Pretty boring, Nathan underscore Hirsch. Hey, the underscore does add a little spice. A little bit of spice. You could also follow Bucks Dugout, the awesome blog here the pirates uh sb nation site at bucks dugout and uh we got some great articles obviously you're listening to this awesome podcast and uh we're just we're churning out content for the pirates and uh it's, it's pretty fun um i'll probably be back on let's Wednesday. see yeah it might be a late night pod uh, yeah we got some late night pirates games this yeah. o- opening week late night bucking so, luckily, Wednesday, the game is at 8 and not 10, so yes, I'm not doing, like, facts. a 1, 1 a.m. Watch, watch that game go into, like, 24 innings or something. Honestly, that would <laughs> that would be something. Um, but, yeah, I'll be back Wednesday night, and, yeah, we're just going to keep churning these out, and it will be fun. Any last any last thoughts, Jeremy? Go follow Bucks Dugout on Twitter at Bucks Dugout, and be sure to keep an eye out for all of our content. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great rest of your day. Peace.